Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Will Tashik, the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and this is the How to Start a Podcast series all about hardware. Hardware, yes, microphones, interfaces, headphones, all that fun stuff, everything you need to buy and everything you would need to start recording your podcast on some physical hardware. Joining me, of course, with all the other episodes in this series has been Christian Wright, founder of Cube Recording Studios. Christian, my friend, ready to talk some hardware. This is really your neck of the woods as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to dive into it. I'll let you take the lead, and I'll uh, explain anything that needs explaining. All right, so equipment. Every successful podcast has impressive equipment. This includes a microphone, an audio mixer slash an interface, headphones, and recording software. This section of the guide will break down different types of equipment as well as some price ranges. So microphones. Let's start with microphones, and that is the analog mic, which is pretty much an XLR mic, versus a USB mic. There are two different types of microphones. So, Christian, let's start with the USB mic because they're like the most common microphones that new podcasters would buy because, you know, they're very easy to use. They're cheaper in price. Right. All you do is plug it right into your computer. Uh, it's very good for an individual who is just starting out. However, the big old con, it limits the number of people you can have on your podcast. It limits it to one in the same setting, and that's because your computer cannot pick up more than one audio input, unless that's true. That's pretty much true. I don't know if you did an, if you did a virtual drive, if you could do that with two USB microphones. I'm going to assume not. But if you're buying a USB mic, and but you know what virtual drives are, you probably know how analog mics work. So just don't don't do that. That sounds very foolish. Yeah. Now, if your podcast is remote, um, and you have all your guests over Zoom or Google Workspace or whatever, Google Hangouts or whatever podcast platform you want to use, um, an, a USB mic is good. But if you have two people face-to-face like Christian and I, we could not do this podcast how we're doing it with USB microphones. This couldn't be done. Right. And now, Christian, like, what is the difference? in like, How do USB microphones actually work and like how it picks up audio compared to an analog microphone? Well, they're not all that different. They are – a USB mic is, in fact, in fact analog. Um, because your voice is analog, it takes a signal and it, 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 you know, changes it into ones and zeros and then it goes into your computer. But, um, USB, just because of the technology, the cable, it, it, it isn't as effective. Um, and USB mics, unfortunately, they do tend to, to make a little bit of noise mm. just because you're plugging it into a port on your computer and there's fans and all these things, um, inside of the computer that sometimes it picks up on. Um, to me, that is probably the biggest con. I think if if it if that didn't occur, more people would use USB mics. But they are cheap in price. They're very easy to use. They're very plug and play. You know, you plug it into the computer, and the computer usually knows what to do. It knows what to do. And if not, it's as easy as downloading a driver, and then boom, you're done. You're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would highly suggest. And in our, on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions store, we do sell. Um, Micro uh, USB microphones. I'm gonna do an overlay of it. Oh, yep, there it is. It's so pretty. This is the NT USB Mini Studio Quality USB microphone. Um, it's great. You know, it just sits right on your desk. It's Rode. I trust Rode. Rode is a phenomenal, um, I guess distributor, manufacturer of audio equipment. Um, and this is a handy dandy little microphone. You can get it in our store for a hundred. Dollars, you can. I don't know if you can find that cheaper anywhere else. Very easy to use, plug and play. Yeah, but 
if you are a little more experienced, if you are a business, remember the P stands for personal, the B stands for professional. If you're personal, a USB mic can be great because if it's just a hobby, it's something you want to try out, something you might not stick with, go USB and go cheap. Um, but if you're a business and you kind of want to make yourself sound professional and a little more studio quality, go with analog, which is an XLR mic, which is pretty much what this microphone is. You can see a little plug on the bottom here is not a USB cord. Um, it's superior in audio quality. It does require more equipment, meaning an interface, XLR cords, um, et cetera, et cetera. They are higher in cost. They're good for experienced podcasters. And you can record pretty much as many guests as your interface will let you. As many inputs as you have, you can make it happen. Exactly. So if there was four other more, four more people in this studio and we had four more mics and four more uh, XLR cords, we could do a podcast with five different people. Um, you can't do that with XLR. If you are going to USB, USB, excuse me. If you're going to do face-to-face interviews, you have to have these microphones, unless you split a USB mic, which will sound even worse. If you want to do, again, I'm going to repeat that. If you want in-person interviews, you have to get these kind of microphones. My question? Definitely. Um, now, ex- kind of explain how how um, the XLR mics, the analog mics, get rid of all the like what makes them more superior other than just the fact that you plug it in the fans and all that fun stuff well uh to kind of dive into the usb thing um it creates what's called uh like a a a usb phantom loop there is now people that are getting i won't completely discount usb mics there is an adapter that you can get will isolate and get rid of that noise Mm -hmm. so if you know you just get starting off but you're like "Mm, i don't want any of that there's a small adapter that you can get that will get rid of that but to answer the question, analog mics, they tend to be more expensive. So what that means is that the components inside of them are more expensive. You know, something things can be cheaply made and things can be, um, you know, made on the cheaper side, uh, cheaper components. I'll uh, go back to you w- real, real quick yep. so you could show the microphone. That is the Audio-Technica AT2020. AT2020. I have used this mic in the past. Um, I love this mic. Audio-Technica is another – let me get out of the overlay – Audio Technica is another um, excellent manufacturer of audio equipment. We do not sell this one on the store. We do sell one a little more higher quality, which is called the Rode NT1. Um, it comes with a kit, so you get more than just a microphone. You get some of the other stuff in there. Links and everything in the description down below. Uh, but how you can really tell the difference between a USB and um, a XLR mic is simply just um, where am I? Down a little bit. To the left. There you go. You see there these three little prongs? Those three little prongs is what connects the cord, and that goes into a interface. But, yeah, these little handy-dandy things also. Yeah, show them the uh, – once you plug one of those cables into it. Plug one of the cables in? Yeah. Oh, yeah this, this is the XLR cord. As you can see, again, this is the this is the male ends. You can see the three right. little prongs. This is also the male ends, and then the other end. Get to the end of this cord here. I love fun playing with cords. This is the female end. This is what you actually plug into the microphone. So this would just click, bam, right into there, and the other side would click right into your interface, which would then go um, into your computer. Absolutely. Um, also, what's kind of different about these mics? I don't know how USB mics kind of differentiate, but for this one in particular. You got to speak into a certain side of the microphone. So I'm kind of using a light here to find it. There is a cord that goes into the back of the actual microphone. This, is this, this part around here is just a little cage. Right. Like the actual part you speak into, you speak right into right. here. There's, a, there's a coil yeah. in, in the front, and that's the, that's the 
Usually the side without the side with the label on the front is usually the front. Yeah, you would you'd speak speak into the brand. Right. Pretty much. And right. yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, why you know XLR mics are better, they're they're they have more expensive components in them. Yeah. You know, it's just thinking all a microphone essentially is is an ear. You want a cheaper ear, or you want to want a more expensive ear to you know hear uh, hear your voice in the way that it's actually being projected. Um, not to mention um, XL, um, XLR mics, uh, condenser mics specifically, because they have more expensive po- components, they can't just be powered by a USB cable. They need 48 volt phantom power, which is something that would be on your interface. And yeah, the what the interface we got, Christian, that has the phantom power, right? It's already built in. Uh, yep, it's built in. You press a you press a switch. Press um, switch. These particular microphones don't need phantom power because they're dynamic microphones. Right. But uh, a lot of podcasters will be using condenser microphones, which do require phantom power. Do I remember when I, uh, a while ago when I was podcasting, um, my Kings of Rings podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, I had Ricky and Dave. In my apartment, right, um, and my microphone, my mixer didn't have the forty-eight volts, so I had to buy a power supply. Really? So I, I, I had to do, I had to do XLR from the mic to the power, um, and then power to the mixer. Right. And then the other two mics were just regular, like a regular stick mic. Cause Ricky MC'd. Mm. It was like a regular stick mic, like a, like a singer would use. Yeah. And then like a uh, shore or something. We, we had two of those. So those just plugged right into the mixer, and those were fine. Yep. But I actually had to use this because this mic required the 48 volts. Right. So that that was a pain because I didn't have an interface. I had an actual like guitar mixer for like music and stuff. Right. So and, and the thing is, if you if you do invest in an interface, which they're they're a lot cheaper now. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about you know days where you know where where people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a mixer. There, there's there's some that are you know a hundred bucks. You can get two channel in most podcasts. I would I would not suggest you do like three guests or like a panel for a podcast because people can talk over each other and it's just more expensive and it's just more things can go wrong. It requires more computing power, all this, that, and the third. Um, but a two-channel interface, which we're going to get into in a little bit, is great. But the, the final kind of microphone is a lavalier mic, um, which we also sell on our store. We sell the Lavalier Go professional microphone that is also made from Rode. As you can tell, a lot of Rode products, we have partnered with Rode. And you can do those either wired or wirelessly. So with that, you have would have the AI micro compact audio interface. It's just it's about this big. Yep, there it is, over the screen right now. It's about that big, and you would plug both of those into that little box, and that box would go into your computer. Now the thing about lav mics, lav mics are great because they can clip right onto your lapel. Um, they don't get in the way. You don't, don't got to worry the about them. Like set it and forget it, pretty much. One thing about the podcast that I do, I do like the whole gimmick of the microphone being right in my face. Right. Like I just, I like this aesthetic. I like this look. But again, if you're a business and you just don't like that look, you're more the traditional media, like like a like a broadcast TV look. Lavalier mics are always an option. A lot of them have great quality. You can also get the wireless system, which um, means that. The, the microphone would plug into a receiver, it, in two receivers. That can go on your person, so you could plug in, and you can take the wires, take it down your shirt, and put it in your pocket, or hook it on the back of your belt, or do whatever you want to do with it. Those connect to a wireless receiver, um, which is good if you have an engineer, because like if, I, if you're sitting at this desk and Christian wants to get the microphones, 
doesn't need a cord to go all the way in there. The microphones will automatically connect to his receiver, and that will be plugged into um, the interface and go into the computer. So I have used those personally. Yep, they're on the screen right now. Well said. These little pouches. You want me to switch back to you? Yeah, these little pouches, uh, they are excellent. They are battery charged, so if you're going to do a podcast, they do last a long time. You know, I've had them last three or four hours without any issue. Um, <laughs> Best practices, make sure you're charged up. Make sure they're charged up because they can take a little while to charge. They're charged by USB-C into USB. So they're great. I've used them on the road. Um, I think they're outstanding. The lavalier mics are pretty solid, but again, that's just an option for you to do what you want on your podcast. Uh, but once you buy a microphone, you know you gotta you gotta hold it on something. It's not you're not, you're not just gonna stand there like this, like and just hold it. They're very important for your podcast. You don't want to look like a fool holding your microphone during an interview. You're doing a podcast, not the red carpet. Yeah, not up. It's not a. It's it's <laughs> not exactly a performance. Yeah, it's not a performance. You know, I mean, it is, but right, it's more. I like I like the microphone look. If I had to choose between the lavalier, you know, having a microphone in front of you is yeah. it's empowering. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this person's about to say something, obviously, because there's a microphone there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's radio, right? Podcasting is the bur- it's it's the evolution of radio, and th- this is how radio people talk, and this is what they do. The reason why they have these things because it's one, if it's better, it's more stable. I can move this and do whatever I want with it. Like I like to touch things when I podcast. I'm very anime with my hands. I'm Italian. Um, but yeah, the lav mics, you know, I can still do those things. It's just, it's a different look and feel, but a mic stand, you gotta, you got a few options here as well. So you can do one of these bad boys. This is a little heavy, which is on purpose. So this can work a bunch of different ways. Well, this is, is this this microphone, Christian? That is a microphone. This is a microphone. Well, I just pulled out the shock mount. That's fine. Goes right back in. Goes right back in. So this does, um, there's the weight on the bottom here for the size of the microphone. You know, this can be adjusted for the weight. There is, uh, is this, is this a shock mount, Christian, or is this a regular mount? Uh, no, that's not a shock mount. That's just a, a microphone mount. It's a microphone mount? Yeah. So the mount holds the microphone. This literally just screws in. Yeah, it's just, it's just little, uh, come on. It's just a little knob at the end. And you just screw it in. And you can still adjust this. You can adjust the height. You can adjust the size. But this can kind of get in the way. This is kind of where I draw the line. And go, okay, I don't want this, like, too in the way of my shot because it looks a little bulky. But these are definitely cheaper. They're great options. We sell these. This is the DS1 desktop microphone stand. Uh, this is 30 bucks on our store plus shipping. So that's a lot cheaper than the arm extender, which goes for 100 bucks on our store but the arm extender it's uh it's long enough to get out the shot yeah so put it this way right it's it's, it's this long yeah right? it's actually longer than that it's we long, t- we took yeah. a piece of it off to yeah. make it shorter did you really yeah yeah it's uh much taller oh that's right because the, 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 so the stand how the stand works is that it it's it it, it, it cl- it's a clamp it clamps onto the desk now not it can't work with all desks. It does clamp pretty far. No, it gets pretty wide. It's it's pretty wide. I'd say it's about. It, it could it could it could probably clip on uh, clip on a desk that's four, it's about, it's about like, that wide five yeah. five four or five inches yeah four maybe. or five inches four or five inches. So 
most desks it works and i love <laughs> that's the, a lot that's a lot of wood if it's thicker than that yeah right i i love this versatileness i can i can have it curve up and on a right angle i can do low kind of like kind of like this and the end, the end adjusts too and, and the and yeah it, everything adjusts i can go high and come down low so these are good because it lets me fiddle with it how I want, right? Like if, if someone's exact if someone's way short, for it to not necessarily be right? in the way if, as well. Like if someone just, I can go down here, right? If I need to raise my seat all the way up, I can go all the way up here. Like the arm extender is a must for me. And I love it. We sell the Rode PSA1 Professional Studio Arm on sale right now for 100 bucks. Definitely beats a traditional boom that you'll see the actual <laughs> long part, you know, splitting you. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you can you can still hide it off camera, right? Like most professional, actually, I think all professional studios use the arm. Um, a lot of podcast studios use the arm as they should use the arm. Um, the desktop boom pole is also kind of what, like I showed. It's like what I showed is a boom pole as well as a stand. Um. So there's another version of that stand where it just kind of sits in front and you can't really adjust it too much. This is an actual boom pole that you can kind of go back and forth. Um, a pop filter. Uh, that's that's this thing, right, Christian? Yep, that is a very small one. People are used used to the one that you have sitting there uh, right near you. Uh, for the fly swatter. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Never thought of that. Yeah, it's a fly swatter. And now, what essentially, Christian? Explain explain what these things actually do right so if you zoomed in on one they have um yep so i'll let you show it still pretty hard to see um on camera but they have these grooves on them that essentially are on an angle so anytime anytime any air goes towards them it takes it and it pushes it down if the microphone's right here and the pop filter's right here in front of it you speak through the pop filter and it pushes the air pop, down pop, before pop. it gets to the microphone. So those P sounds, those plosives, those plosives. I have a pop filter on this one. So you can see right here, it takes the air and pushes it down before it reaches the microphone. So you're not getting all those p -p 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 sounds and also um, S sounds. Without the pop filter, could move it. Pizza, pizza. You're hearing that a lot more now. Pizza, pizza. It, it blocks those P sounds and those S sounds. Um, anything that air really comes out when you say a B or a P, um, those type of sounds, it blocks those from getting it. So you get a much cleaner recording. You know, uh, uh, you know constant P sounds and S sounds could be uh, jarring, a little bit harsh to the ear when listening to a podcast. Yeah, the, these, these things are great. Um, same thing. It, it has a clamp right here. So you can see it, it, it screws... Yep. Up one side the clamp, and, and then you screw in. it in to 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 lock it in. Yes, you put it right in here. Oh, come on, I got you. I got you. Right, it'll go in there, or you can do it on the arm, the extendable arm, and you just kind of move it so it goes right in front. Right. Uh, the one big downside to this, though, um, especially this one, the fly swatter, is that it doesn't look good on camera. It'll right. just it'll block your face. And those are traditionally, you know, if you were doing a podcast. With all probability, you probably wouldn't be using that size of a pop filter. Yeah. Instead, you'd find something that is small, like this one. Let's see. If I'll take. I'll take this off quickly. Yeah, you want to find something that kind of is that that covers the microphone, 
and it's just covering the microphone and it doesn't block your face. And it's not in the way. And if you're doing audio only, doesn't matter. Yep. It can be as big as you want it to be. Doesn't matter. The size doesn't really matter. It's but it, it 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 doesn't matter if there if there isn't any video, but there is the factor if you are doing an in-person interview, you don't want this big thing blocking your face while you're talking to them. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it looks kind of ridiculous. Um, another thing is a wind filter. Um, unless your podcast is outdoors, you don't need a wind filter. It's like a sock for your mic. Um, like news reporters have it. Like it's 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 like if they have a microphone, it's like the little the little blue top to the microphone. It's like foam. Um, that's just so if winds blitzly, it, it it filters out the wind. That's what it does. Yep, that one's pretty uh self-explanatory. Yeah, like you can you can have one, but we don't sell them. You don't need them because your most podcasts are gonna be. And you wouldn't you wouldn't use that in a inside, um, studio do, situation. Won't do anything. Well, it'll dampen the sound for no reason. Mm. You know, you know that's kind of the trade-off. You're outside, but you don't want wind, so we'll dampen the sound a little bit to make sure there's no wind. But if you're inside, you're just making the audio sound uh, a little bit more under a pillow for no reason. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's everything. Actually, no, wait, I, I do have shock mounts. I probably had a thing for shock mounts here, or uh, or actual just mounts. Christian, what is this? Is this a shock mount? That is a shock mount. So this is a shock mount. So this is something where this microphone would rest in. Um, now, Christian, what does a shock mount actually do? So it. Well, it's in the title. It. Um, let me see if I could grab one right here. All right, so the microphone will go in here, and if you can see, there's little. Let's see if I can get a little bit closer. Little strings right here. Yeah. Because, and if you shift it around, you see it. Basically, if you tap the microphone, it doesn't make a lot of boominess because it has these wires and it's kind of suspended. The mic is suspended. It's separated from the outer layer. Right. The mic is only right here. So you could pull that all the way up. And if you if you tap it, it's not going to, you know, really move around too much because it's it's actually isolated from the outside ring. So it's basically it's a shock mount, it's in the name. It's to to stop any shock or if you bump into it, See, I'm bumping into this, but it's not hitting the outside. It's just kind of moving in the middle. It's suspended in the air. Yeah. So if you bump it, it's not really going to make a loud noise. Versus this microphone, if you tap it, it's connected to the arm. It's moving the whole thing. Right. And it'll make a little thud. And we do have a shock mount, and I actually have it right here, but it's just really large and obstructive. I think, and we don't want this thing in our face. Yeah. Like we, look, we how, have, look how big this we thing have, is. Yeah, we, we have <laughs> used these in the past. Um but it does look a little bulky on camera. I use them at home because, like, my podcast, my, my, my arm is a little further away. So it works. But, like, for this studio setting, it would be a little too big. Um, and most mounts fit most mics. If you give it a Google, um, you should be able to find out what kind of mic it is or the equivalent. There are generic ones, but it's best practice to get one that was designed for your microphone. Yeah. So like if you if you're buying an Audio Technica mic or a Rode mic, get a Rode or Audio Technica shock mount because they'll tell you specifically in the description what kind of microphones that shock mount is made for. So that's my advice to you. Um. Okay. Now let's move on to interfaces. 
or mixers, whatever you want to call them. They are properly called interfaces. So there is a bunch of different interfaces you can use. Um, one I've seen before used to great effect is the Tascam. The Tascam US 2x2 USB audio interface. Uh, Chris, you don't have a Tascam out there, do you? Uh, Tascam interface? Yeah. No, I do have the Scarlet. You have the Scarlet. I, I could think, uh, bring that in there if you want to showcase I that. I think we're going to talk about that in a second because I don't really know the difference, to be honest. Um, but Pros plugs right into the computer. It's pretty affordable. can handle XLR mics. It's portable, and it saves files on your computer. Um, but what about the Tascam, the two channels that limits you to two microphones? May not provide the best audio quality, less sound, con less control of your sound as opposed to some other interfaces. Um, single track recording and no Bluetooth support. Um, as opposed to like the Rodecaster, which is one I use at home. But yeah, okay, now Christian, yeah, show your um, show the one you got. All right, let me just grab it. This is one we are going to sell on our store as recording this on 116. It is not currently available, but coming soon to a store near you, Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, APSpodcast.com slash products. There it so is. So I'm going to split screen this. Yep. So talk to me about it, Christian. What do you love about it? What's so great about it? Uh, what I love about it is that the sample rate is really high. Meaning it goes up to, uh, I think, nine, no, 192 kilohertz, uh, higher sample rate. Um, samples are basically just little small little pictures of your voice, so there's just more detail. However, um, everything we listen to and consume is at 44 and 48 anyway. So, you know, that's not necessarily a factor, but it gives pretty quality audio for a pretty cheap price point. I believe this one is 150 um, a lot of people have these and they use them for, you know, music recording. They use it for podcast recording. Um, it has two inputs on this one for a microphone, uh, for a vocal mic, it has 48 phantom power, um, 48 volt phantom power. It also has an instrument input. If you were doing podcasting, you wouldn't need the instrument input. Instead, you would need two XLR ports. So this one has one. So that's a, it's a one channel interface. Right. But this is, you know, we would be selling the version that has one and that has two right here. You put this is the headphone jack. Let's get the little plastic out of the way. Let's just take it off. Why is it on there? And there you go. Yep. Headphones go right in there and you can listen to it. Um, in terms of adjusting audio, can you raise like the gain? Uh, yep. So that is that, like that that is this knob right here. And the knobs the gain. Yeah. What are those? What are all the knobs do? What are, explain. What so this is do. this is this is uh, the microphone gain. The second gain knob is right here. That is instrument gain. Okay. On the one that we sell, it would be two microphones. So both of these knobs would turn up the gain, the input volume of uh, the microphones. And what does gain do? Is how I understand it, gain pretty much ex extends the range at which microphone can be picked up at, right? Um, yep, it turns up the input volume. Right. So that... This is a you know quick audio lesson. You want to make sure that your input volume is really no higher than three quarters up the meter at the higher at, at the highest level. So if you're, someone's going to laugh, you need to account for that. I always say it's better to record at a low volume and turn it up because you can always turn it up louder. But once you distort it, the damage is already done. So you record at a conservative level, and then if you want to hear it louder, turn it up in your system. Don't turn it up over here. 
But that's what all the, the buttons do. We have phantom power, we have input gain adjustment, and we have two inputs. We have a headphone jack, and on the back, we have the jacks that you would plug into your, your interface or your speakers. You would plug your speakers into this. So how is it powered? Is like oh sorry, that that top left that's just like the uh, the power cord that goes into the wall. Right. This is you it's not um it, it's not a power supply, it's USB powered. Right where my finger is. Oh, so this goes into your computer. Right. This okay. is a USB interface. Gotcha. Mhm. Mm okay. Cool. You know, I've actually never fiddled around with them too much, but they're not that difficult. It pretty much just takes all the unnecessary stuff like an actual audio mixer and just condenses it down to exactly what you need to do. Yep. Audio mixers, they tend to be used for live. These are for specifically for recording. Yeah, I, w I, wish, I wish I knew more about that eight years ago when I started. Yeah. Because that would have made my life a ton easier. But, but, but that is the uh, Focusrite Scarlet Solo. I yeah. think we will be selling the Scarlet Solo as well as the Scarlet 2i2, which stands for two inputs. Yep. And uh, you can get them up to as many inputs as it can allow, but the more inputs, the more expensive it is. Yeah, I think they even have a 16 channel they, or 24 yeah. channel. They go up, they go up pretty there. Uh, pretty and Focusrite is, uh, is a really good brand. Yeah, and we are partnering with them as well to sell their equipment. Um, and it's one to one. They do everything they from budget to even pro studio level, which right. is what I like about them. Yeah. So, again, if you're going to be a business and you want to do your own recordings, do buy those. Buy those because they're going to be your best friend. Um, if you are a podcaster who's been USB for a while and you want to upgrade, buy the interface. If you're alone, you can do it alone. If you're with guests, you can do it with guests. If you're remote, you can still do it remote. Um, actually, I, I think. And the good thing about those actually, is Chris, that they're let me, portable. Let me, ask, let me ask you that, Christian. With that interface, the Scarlet interface, say you were using the interface and I was at home and at, on Zoom and we were on Zoom. Yeah. You could connect your interface, get your audio through Zoom, but how would you get mine? into Pro Tools. Could you, could you do that through the interface? Through this interface, I would get mine into... Um, so we do that currently here whenever we have a Zoom virtual guest. Right. So... But could you do that through your Scarlet? Through my Scarlet. Um, yes. Yes. So what I would do is... Hmm... It's a little bit complicated of an answer, but I could tell you. Essentially, you would set up you would set up an output. It's called aggregate output on Mac. I don't know what it's called on Windows, but basically you'd have a multi-output device set up. Mm. It'd have two inputs. Let's say you call it Zoom Virtual Guest. Mm -hmm. You could call it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And it would have both this output an input and also your computer's input and output and you would just do the proper routing in Pro Tools. But it right. can be done. Okay. It can be done. And certain inf interfaces have their own virtual inputs and outputs that you could use as well to accomplish that. But right. yes, I believe you you can. You definitely can. Okay. Yeah, cause that that'd be big. So like if I if I had like a like a, a single channel interface, like a, like why well, mine mine's like six or seven or I think mine might be up to eight channels. I don't remember. But if I had uh, me, my stuff going through the interface, recording on Audition, mm -hmm. um, and then the guest on Zoom would also need to go into Audition, preferably in a multi-track, but if not, it could be one track. You can do that from the Scarlet. Yes. Okay, perfect. All right. Now, if you're experienced, like me, 
um, and doesn't, but doesn't quite want to go the full studio route, which like, like like Christian does, with like the board, the heats, and like the crazy computer, and all that fun stuff. You can get a Rodecaster Pro. Um, we are able to sell these. We currently do not, but in the future we could because they're awesome. So the Rodecaster Pro is the podcast production studio. It will do everything you need. Everything. This is the all-in-one interface. Anything I would ever need from a mixer or an interface that I would, I'm, I'm never going to buy another one. I don't need to. I'm doing it from home. It allows for recording on multi-track. So I can do four microphones, remote, phone, and Bluetooth, and a sound pad. So that's how many, that's four, uh, phone, Bluetooth, sound pad, eight. It's an eight-channel mixer. Uh, I can do remote interviews, and it has top-notch audio quality. It acts as a soundboard, so I can upload sounders. So like, for example, when I hop on a, uh, a Zoom meeting before a recording for Talking with Tarashuk, I tell the guest, hey, man, I'm just going to hear an intro, and in about 60 seconds, we're going to get started. I play my Talking with Tarashuk intro. One, it sounds really cool. The guest is really impressed. It's something they've ever heard before, guaranteed, because most podcasts don't podcast like I do. Um, or if like my wrestling podcast, I have sound effects like zingers, like Ric Flair going, woo! I can upload that into my soundboard, which is really cool. Um, editing and multi-track, it's the, uh, Christian, is it the AISO input? Uh, ASIO? ASIO. Mm-hmm. How does, explain how that works. That is essentially a sound card. A programmable sound card. It's like a digital sound card. Where you can plug in what you want that sound card to represent. So, you know, let's say you want to have your inputs from your your microphones plug in. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. If you want, let's say you want, okay, I got microphones plugged into this. That's the input. But for some odd reason, I want the the audio to come out my computer speakers. Not my interface speakers, not my mixer speakers. You could set up the sound card in that way. So essentially, you open up, AZ, I think it's called ASIO 4 Hall. It's a very Windows thing. I haven't used it in a very long time. It is, it is very Windows. Um, you could open that thing up and say, okay, I want this to be this. I want this to be this. And then when you open up a program, it'll be like, what do you want your, your uh, what, what's your sound card? You click on that that ASIO 4 Hall, and it will have all those programmed features included on that output. So for this computer, I could make it, if I had my Scarlett plugged in, it could be Scarlett Solo USB. Mm -hmm. Or because I'm using my Apollo interfaces, it could be Universal Audio. But if I had ASIO 4 Hall, I could click on ASIO 4 Hall, and whatever I plugged into that, that will be the sound card inputs and outputs and everything included. Also had one thing to add um, about the Scarlet. I just looked it up. Some of them have a loopback feature, which basically is built into the interface, virtual channels that allow you to record other sources that are on your computer. So it acts as a USB input. It w basically, right. virtual ones. Virtual USB input. So you could be like, Excellent. oh, I want to record from my browser. Like what if yep. I'm playing a YouTube video yep. or if I have Zoom open, yep. these kind of things. That's, that's, ex that's exactly how um, the Roadcaster does it. Is it called loopback? I don't know if it's called loopback. It's just, it's just called a USB input. Right. And it's I will say it, apparently it doesn't apply to all of the Scarlets, but some of them. Um, 
but that's a useful feature. And if it doesn't have that feature on your particular Scarlet, my first explanation would be the workaround. Right. And uh, the Rodecaster also records everything on a micro SD, so records from the mixer. So if you don't have like recording software, you can plug in a micro SD card and record it straight from the mixer. Um, the Rodecaster also has these inputs. So like this, this microphone is the RE20. If I plug in this microphone into a Rodecaster, I can go into the settings and it'll auto configure towards an RE20. Which is pretty cool. And they'll give you like they'll give you like the like the 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 suggested settings for like the gain and everything um, through their touchscreen channels. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's so like yeah, I can adjust the gain on the mixer like through the touchscreen. I can do different things through the touchscreen. Um, I can I can turn certain things on and off through the touchscreen. It is I haven't even done the full thing what I can do with it because I just use it for what I need it for, but. It's really cool. The Bluetooth is really cool. The Bluetooth supported. So say I had a phone call, um, I can connect them via Bluetooth, or I can hardwire them in um, through my phone. So I can connect, I can connect the phone into the mixer. But the Bluetooth is really cool. Um, so yeah, it's phenomenal. I love it. It's very expensive. It's like five, six hundred bucks. Um, but if you've been podcasting for a long time, it took me six years before I bought it, and I haven't looked back. It's incredible. Nice. Uh, okay, other types of equipment, and we'll wrap this stuff home up and go home. Headphones. You can use earbuds, but don't. I wouldn't recommend. Don't. It. Headphone. These kind of headphones are very, very important. These are Sony MDR seven five zero six professional large diaphragm headphones. Um, I also use Audio Technica Studio headphones, like seventy bucks. They're great. The thing about studio headphones is. I can hear everything, like very, very clear, and it blocks out everything else outside. Because of, of the uh, the pillows on it. Because of the pillows on it. So, if I sound a little low and Christian sounds high, I can hear that in these headphones. I wouldn't necessarily hear it through like earbuds or um, AirPods. Not to mention, earbuds don't typically come quarter inch jack. Correct. They're they're usually. Eighth, yeah, like yeah. the small jack. And to go even further, you're like, oh, well, I have wireless ones. That's even worse, and I'll tell you why. There may be a delay. There's definitely going to be a delay. Because it's wireless. It's going to be ever so slight. And, you know, it might not be a big deal if you're both using the earbuds, but if one person's completely wired in and hearing it is exact, exactly the time you're saying it, and then you're hearing a delay, you're going to start talking over each other. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> you know, like when if you're doing a Zoom call and you got mismatched internet speeds, you know, you, you can get that, that talk over. So I would recommend investing in, you know, a pair of headphones. They don't have to be the 7506s. I think these are about $100, Will. 7506. Let me check. I have a little Amazon link here. Uh, these are 80 bucks. Yep, they went down. I think they were 99 Yeah, they were $99. Yep. They're currently on sale for 80 bucks. Um, they're great. They're super comfy. Um, when I'm at home with my Audio Technica, uh, even sometimes when I'm here, I like doing one in, one out. Right. It's because I still I like to hear what's your going on your me. your real voice compared yeah. to the you know the voice that's yeah. going into the microphone. It's also if, I, if I'm if I'm with a guest in studio, I, I like to, I like to hear both. I don't know. It's just it's a habit I picked up a long time ago and I never dropped. It. I do the same thing with actually with, with headphones. 
you will never see me with two headphones in. Uh, if, if like for, for wireless earbuds or wired earbuds, I always self awareness is key. Yeah, like if I'm walking on the street, especially in a city, like I need, I want to hear my surroundings as well as the podcast I'm listening to. Hopefully, it's talking with Tarashuk. Um, yeah, so headphones are a must. You don't need to go super expensive, but they are definitely a must. And if even like I think the the Audio Technicas don't have a quarter inch jack attached to it, so you got to buy one. So these these are used um, recreationally, as well as they are used as professional professional. So I'm gonna unplug my jack real quick. I'm not gonna hear you real quick, but let me show you. Yeah, if you're watching on video, if you're watching, let's so listen to audio. Oh, go ahead, Christian. This is the jack for the thing, but it comes off. So if you're uh, if you like to listen to things, you like to listen to music, you like to listen to podcasts, you could plug this into your phone. Yep. You know, if, obviously, if, if you have an iPhone, it. you got to get an adapter, but that's the world. Um, you know, Android users, you just plug it right in. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go to the studio, throw it on, screw it on. I'm gonna hear you back in a second because I haven't heard you all this time. Yeah, I know. I've been talking to myself. Again, if you're on video, if you if just listen to the audio, go watch the video. On YouTube, clips are available, shorts are available on TikTok and Instagram, um, and the full video with chapters is available on YouTube. Okay, I can hear you again. Awesome. So yeah, that that's 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 essentially it. You know, it's 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 a regular headphone jack, just bigger. You know, if if the, if the headphones don't have it automatically, because I, I, the interfaces need the quarter inch for the most part. I like I like the ones that screw off. Yes. Just so. You you always you, you got a uh, a headphone that you could use for two you different use, two different uses. Well. Yep. Yeah. And then other than other than that, um, those are the super cheap. Those are usually like under ten dollars. Which ones? The audio jack, the screw on ones. Oh, they're they're much cheaper than that. You could get a pack of four of those things, those adapters for probably ten bucks off Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. I'm looking right now. Let's see how many is this. This is two of them for eight ninety nine. And yeah, I can't tell you how many I've lost. It's always good to keep a couple on hand. Yeah. Uh, last thing is an audio splitter. Now, mm. that is just if you don't have the this, this studio set up, um, but you still uh, want to have you and your guests have headphones in your home studio with an interface, you can plug an audio splitter in. And what that does is it just it splits the feeds. So... I actually have something to say about that. That's, Go ahead. That's a little bit better. Um, you could get an audio splitter. Let's say like this interface, for okay, example. Yeah, put the camera on you. Let's go to the big view. Here we go. You only have in the corner here. I'll decide. There you go. Yep. You got one jack. Yep. Problematic. However, these are supposed to go to your speakers. Unplug them from your speakers. You got two more jacks. Mm. So you put both headphones in there. Yep. If you wanted to, you could put three because you got one on the front. Yep. And then you got two want two more that are supposed to go to your speaker outputs. That's left and right. But you're dealing with a voice. There is no left and right. right. It's just center. Plug them right into there. You got two extra. You got two extra headphone outputs. Well, there you go. That's this cheat code. Uh, the Rodecaster Pro has four <laughs> automatically built in. For the first four microphones. Very nice. So so it's actually it's five. It's the master which controls all of them, then one, two, three, four. So like if I'm I'm hard of hearing, I need to turn mine up, and you're not because you're normal, I would turn yours down. Right. So but if, if for some reason you don't have that option, um, 
you can put the audio splitter in and plug both headphones into that and make two two inputs become one. Not right. as splitters like. And it doesn't affect and it doesn't affect the sound of the recording. The most, no. more most importantly. Yeah, it just it just it doesn't even affect the sound of how you hear it. It doesn't slow it down or anything. It's just it's going to two places instead of one. But yeah, that's that's audio hardware. Christian, anything else we missed and for people should know what they need to buy when they're getting hardware for the podcast. Um, just taking a look here. We covered pop filters, wind filters, boom, yep. microphones, Different microphones, pros and cons, um, USB versus XLR. Yep, interfaces, um, and headphones is really the last thing that you need. Let's see, have we got anything else? No, I think I think that's that's it. That's it. Audio splitter, quarter inch jack. If your if your thing doesn't come equipped with it. Uh, to to transform it, yeah, and we already covered software and everything on our on our other yep. episode, so I I think we summed it up pretty well. So a, g- a good question is, if I'm selling my podcast, what should I budget for equipment? Um, depending on what you need, I would say between three and five hundred bucks for actual equipment. Yep, I think three is kind of the minimum. You could go a little bit a little bit cheaper, but still yeah. close, very close to that range. Yeah, and that that will pretty much do. And it, it, and the thing that you should spend the most money on is your interface and your mic. Yeah, you could you could you could deal with a, a pair of cheap headphones. You can get cheap XLR cords. You get cheap headphones. You don't necessarily need the pop filter. Like that, the pop filter and the arm and stuff. Is it just, makes is it extra. makes editing after the fact, uh, getting or getting some of those S's out better. Yeah. But I'd say if you were to sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent should be interface and mic. Yeah. So that wraps up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and watching our How to Start a Podcast series. We did these a little out of order, um, but that's because things get in the way when you want to start a business. So my name is Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. All of our other tutorials are on YouTube and a playlist, the How to Start a Podcast series, including how to come up with an idea, how to edit, how to distribute, the software you need. Everything and everything is on big, uh, the Talking with Tarashuk YouTube channel um, and wherever else we put it in the future. Uh, all the audio is available on multiple playlists. So if you listen to Talk My Tarashuk feed, this is the all the all playlist. It's on there. All the clips will be on there. The full shows, it's on there. The podcast feed, it's all on there. Um, so this one piece of audio is already on four playlists, listed on Spotify four times, listed on iTunes four times, listed on Google four times. You go in and type in Talk My Tarashuk on Spotify, look what comes up. It's ten different options. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Christian, where can I find you? You can find us at cuberecordingstudios.com. Look up Cube Recording Studios on any map program, map, uh, you know, Apple Maps, Waze. Uh, we're listed. Find us on Google, Cube Recording Studios, located in Montclair, New Jersey, or Instagram.com slash Cube Recording Studios, and you will find us handling all things audio and video. That's it. All right, uh, Christian, I, I, I have a few more guests popping up. People are starting to find me, asking me to come on the podcast, which is ex- very exciting, meaning I don't have to ask people to come on anymore. Um, but as soon as I don't and kind of hit a brick wall, we're going to do some more unknown, unnamed nonsense. So that's coming back in a few weeks to maybe a month or two. Looking Here's forward to it. Got to yeah. um, brainstorm some thought-provoking and ridiculous questions. All of our questions are still in. If you want to be a guest on my podcast, email me, will at APSpodcast.com, and let me know why. Someone from TikTok's coming on. Um, someone from Facebook's going to come on. Maybe a U.S. veteran. Someone who is a chief revenue officer for like some kind of crypto exchange might come on. 
I gotta find more about info about that. Uh, my cousin Christopher wants to come back, do some unknown unnamed nonsense. You know, a lot of fun stuff is coming. I'm gonna bring someone else from TikTok on to debate the minimum wage. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. More stuff is coming through the pipeline, ladies and gentlemen. My podcast journey is just getting started. I'm glad you're along for the ride with me. But I'll see you there. But until then, y'all take care.